Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Huggy Podcast. Uh, one of uh, what I planned to do was five uh, episodes, um, but this one, you know, is the most pertinent, at least for now, because um, we have a whole slew of news. Uh, talking Eastern Conference Final Game 6, as well as the, um, basically the brief rundown of the Stanley Cup Final that starts tonight uh, for those that are listening to this when it comes out on the 19th of, of uh, September um, I mean it would be like 2am where I'm at but um, that we'll get into in a, just a second um, but before we get into uh, that we'll go with some signings here for you first uh, the Minnesota Wild have re-signed defenseman uh, Jonas or Jonas uh, Brodin to a seven-year, $42 million contract extension with an average annual value of $6 million. Um, solid guy, solid uh, defenseman, to say the least. Um, and which one we'll get into the later news. I want to say that's in my other news bulletin with the Minnesota Wild um, along with my uh, Central Division which also just uh, basically let you know the next four episodes are all going to be free agency only there's going to be no news no nothing with the playoffs if I want to make an episode with that um, cause I don't plan on releasing all of those free agency episodes back to back to back to back to back in the same day to stagger it out. Um, so just because I'm recording them all now doesn't mean that they're going to be out, you know, immediately they're going to, you know, be staggered out. So they're not, you know, taking any shine off of other episodes that, you know, you might want to listen to also. Um, but the playoff updates will come and any other news that uh, is breaking or anything like that I'll uh, make sure to uh, have episodes in between that too if it uh, comes to that but um, as of right now uh, this episode and then the next one, next four um, should all be um, just the free agency and that's all it'll be is this talking about each team and whatever I'll make sure to have timestamps on that uh so in case you just want to listen to my thoughts on your uh favorite team you know so you don't have to sit through however long that those episodes might be because going through that it uh it's gonna be they'll probably be long episodes so probably maybe even i'm gonna go on the far side and say at most maybe and even an hour per episode so do that with what you will but yeah Minnesota Wild are looking to make some uh, drastic changes uh, is basically what uh, taking a long way to, to basically say um, but Jonas Berdeen seven year extension uh, seems to be some some semblance of uh, you know keeping some pieces around but he's also uh, still fairly young too so uh, on the team that has been dubbed the uh, older 
oldest team when it comes to personnel in the in the league. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be talking about the Wild a lot, uh, well, another time in this episode as well as uh, really breaking down them in the Central Division uh, free agency episode. So uh, keep your ears out perked out for that. Uh, Arizona Coyotes, another another uh, franchise we'll be talking to up talking about a lot uh, in this episode as well as uh, the Pacific Division episode as well. Uh, of the free agency updates uh, or outlook. Um, but Arizona Coyotes have resigned goaltender Aiden Hill to a one year $800,000 contract extension. Um, <clears throat> probably just, you know, t- to keep him so then they, uh, if they have an injury for Kemper or uh, Ranta, he's there and he seems to be. Um, uh, fairly good at uh, his position of being the the guy to call if Kate in case either or uh, gets injured. So, um, congrats to Aiden Hill. Uh, Washington Capitals resigned forward uh, Daniel Sprong to a two-year extension, one point four five million dollars. Uh, is the AAV? Oh, yeah, one point four five over the two, with an average annual value of seven point two five. Oh no, seven hundred twenty-five thousand. Uh, so, very inexpensive, and uh, keeping it in the uh, Metro uh, Division, Pittsburgh Penguins re-signed for Jared McCann to a two-year contract with a uh, AAV of 2.94. Uh, so, congrats to him. Uh, Canadiens agree to a four-year contract extension. Oh, a well, four-year contract after acquiring the rights from the Carolina Hurricanes of uh, Joel Edmondson. With an AAV of 3.5 million, so congrats to Joel Edmondson to actually getting a uh, contract that's not an ELC, that's longer than a year. <laughs> um, and I don't, uh, yeah, you know, I hope he does well. And uh, him and Jake, Jake Allen, and the Canadians do uh, make some noise next year. Uh, look, looking real bright over there. And speaking of the Blues, the St. Louis Blues have signed former Dallas Stars coach Jim Montgomery to a two-year deal as an assistant coach on Craig Berube's uh, coaching staff. And um, gotta say, I'm an absolute fan of this move. Um, and I was really, really saddened um, when um, Jim Montgomery got uh, fired from the uh, Dallas Stars. I understand why they did it, um, and I'm glad that he got the help that he needed uh, with his uh, substance abuse issues with alcohol. Um, you know, it was good to see that you know he's he's doing good things, and I was hoping that they were gonna you know he's gonna get another uh, coaching job in the NHL very soon, and uh, even though it's a head coaching job, it's still a coaching job, and I'm glad it's on a team that I really really love, and that would be. Uh, your 2019 Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues and I had to make that in there I had to really put that in there because that'll probably be the last time that I get to uh, say that other than the Central Division uh, recap whole outlook of the free agency I will say that in that episode but um, but yeah uh, I'm happy that uh, Jim Montgomery is uh, getting those opportunities Um, and uh can really do some good things with the Blues. 
And speaking of former Blues, or at least when it comes to, you know, coaches, uh, assistant GMs, GMs, uh, front office stuff. Um, the Arizona Coyotes, the whole uh, debacle with um, John Chaka, uh leaving the uh, Coyotes for a uh, business opportunity, which seemed to have been uh, looking to move different front offices. Uh, to another team, which rumor has it, I want to say it was the New Jersey Devils was the rumored uh, landing spot for John Chica. Um See where he goes from here, but um, Coyotes had a opening in GM, and uh, they plucked a very smart individual um, from your 2019 Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues, um, named Bill Armstrong. Uh, former of the Blues organization, uh, been with the Blues organization since 2004 um, as your new general manager for the Arizona Coyotes. How, how, uh, he has been with the Blues since 2004, uh, served as a scout from 2004 to 2010. Uh, he was the director of amateur scouting uh, from 2010 to 2020. Uh, and also, while he was doing that, uh, from 2018-2020 was also the assistant GM to uh, one Doug Armstrong, which uh, they are not related. It, it was made note that they are not related, even though they have the same last name. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, congrats to Arizona Cody's. However, comma, uh, for those that, you know, we be talking about free agency a lot, um, draft. Draft's coming. Um, and one particular person that will not be there uh, especially for a team that could probably use someone from the draft a la Arizona Coyotes um Bill Armstrong <laughs> uh also will not be uh be- being allowed to participate in the 2020 entry draft on behalf of the Coyotes um mainly because of number one uh, I, I want to say maybe the circumstances that had happened to the Coyotes recently uh, kind of really put them in this position because they had the whole um, comp like getting players without con- uh, the proper authorization to do workouts and stuff like that. Uh, to get that statistical analysis, even though they weren't supposed to at the s- specific times of uh, people in the combine, um, which already made them lose some draft picks, and they were all, believe they were also fined for that too. Um, they don't want to have any kind of like anomaly like that again. So um, to cover their ass, uh, basically telling Bill Armstrong, "Hey, you know, welcome to the team. However, comma, you, we can't have you uh, be doing anything for the draft this year. Next year, though, you know, it's all you, buddy. <laughs> and also the uh, expansion drafts next uh, next off season too. So <laughs> have uh, have at it there. Um, yeah, that's gonna be quite an interesting time. And uh, next season, I mean, this off season is gonna be like." Absolutely. Once we go into the free agency episodes, you'll you'll see 
a lot of teams have got some decisions to make with it being a um, a frozen cap of uh, 81.5 mil it's not going up not going down staying 81.5 and then next year having to potentially have that same cap again um, if we can't get fans back in the stands to pump those revenues up to make the cap go up um, and then also on top of that having Seattle join in the league so that is going to be quite a hell of a summer next year that's for sure anywho trade uh, well trade and singular and uh, and, I say, and singular is definitely the word for this because it's just a straight hockey trade one for one um, Buffalo Sabres uh, trading Marcus Johansson uh, to the Minnesota Wild in exchange for Eric Stahl of all people um, just one for one that's it uh, I want to say that um, there has been some um, retention in salary but yeah it's a straight up one for one Eric Stahl uh, going to the Sabres making the Wild a little bit younger um Marcus Johansson uh, did wonderful things. Uh, even though I hate the, the National Predators, like them there. Uh, I know he did some. Uh, had a stint in the with the Devils. Was uh, pretty good there too. Uh, and then he is is decent. Uh, oh, he was actually really good against. Uh, and he's uh, part of the Boston Bruins. And uh, Sabers, you know, being on the Sabers, you know, shit goes down, you know can't really help you there but uh hopefully he does better in the uh, minutes uh with the most of the wild and uh looks like they're really finally doing something right uh for that franchise at least starting to go into the right direction another news uh non nhl related but the uh world juniors iihf world juniors in 2021 will be in edmonton uh played in the bubble Kind of like the same thing that the uh, playoffs are right now, uh, without spectators. In 2022, uh, they will bring back fans uh, in the stands. Um, with uh, the World Juniors in 2022 being in Edmonton and Red Deer, so um, congrats to that. And in 2022, the the location that was supposed to be for the World Juniors was was in Gothenburg, Sweden. Uh, but that has been since kicked back to 2024, so uh, Sweden will be able to represent and host the World Juniors. Well, they'll be represented, but they will be able to host in 2024, so uh, keep your eyes out for that. Um, also, quick interesting note uh, before we start getting into the whole um, Game 6 uh, talk. Uh, apparently in game five of the Eastern Conference Final between the Islanders and the uh, between the Islanders and the Lightning uh, defenseman Adam Pellick of the Islanders uh, played 32 minutes in that game uh, that's quite insane um, and also he played with a broken wrist uh, which now requires surgery so um even though it's a shame Isles didn't make it to the Stanley Cup final, which we'll get to in a second, um, you know, he'll at least have that off season to, uh, as short as it may, uh, to heal up so he'll be ready for next season. And hopefully the Isles can maybe uh, 
uh, represent for the Eastern Conference, uh, Eastern Conference next year, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, back on the Arizona Coyotes front, though, no um, signings. But uh, as we talk about the money and all that of uh, the NHL and how uh, not having people in the stands and other people's professions also kind of getting you know put on the back burner because you can't really go anywhere. Um, the Arizona Coyotes apparently were late on paying and apparently still late on paying uh, the company that operates and manages uh, the Hill River Arena, which is the home of the Arizona Coyotes, which I want to say they also are on a year-to-year lease with them, um, which they, yeah, they haven't paid rent. Apparently it goes late uh, in October. And, uh, yeah, not good. And, uh, apparently also out of that rent, the, uh, the city of Glendale also gets a cut of that, uh, revenue. So, haven't gotten paid yet, and, uh, hopefully they pay the rent. That'd be, uh, a good thing to have, uh, done. But, uh, yeah, they, they were supposed to pay half a million dollars in rent, and along with other fees, uh, to ASM Global, who operates the arena, which is owned by the city, um, back on June 30th, which, look at the calendar, um, yeah, September 19th, uh, safe to say they're a little late, um, <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, share a piece of that funding with the city, and the city would like their money back, uh, as well as the, uh, operation group here that's, uh, looking to get the rate, uh, rent paid. Uh, but yeah, they have till October to pay it. And on top of that, the Coyotes were slated to, uh, pay per diem for the players of the Coyotes while they were in Edmonton for the play-in and first rounds of, uh, this year's playoffs. However, they apparently were late in paying that. Um, don't know, or I would imagine they got reimbursed but but yeah they were late doing that too and it's just kind of interesting and how you know we have to see the coyotes as an organization right now I just hope they you know turn around because it looks like in all facets of you know, the, whatever way you look at it, this is going to be the last hitch effort to keep the Coyotes the Coyotes. Before, after 20 so years of existence, they might have to finally just accept defeat and, I don't know, move them or make them to where they get absorbed by another organization or what, but, you know, something's gotta, 
something's got to give. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I, I hope the best for the Coyotes, but, you know, it's interesting. Um, Washington Capitals, uh, Captain Alex Ovechkin, uh, rumor mill could be seeking as much as $12 million for his next contract. Um, per a uh, a Russian news outlet and I uh, don't know what kind of uh, track record they have but that's the rumor and apparently looking for three to five year uh, extension uh, for term well one person saying 12 mil for his next contract and someone saying three to five year term with a 9.5 10.5 million dollar cap hit um, after he's currently coming into next year on his final year of a 13-year contract, uh, back when they were signing those contracts that long, uh, with the 9.5 dot, 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 cap hit. So uh, next season, well, next offseason, going to be quite interesting. And you can best believe Ovechkin's not going to leave the Capitals. It's just a matter of how much. Uh, money they're gonna pay him, and you know, he's one of those guys where at this point of his career he ain't going nowhere else. Just like Crosby, whenever his thing is up, he's done. Or he's maybe gonna make an extension, but he ain't gonna go anywhere else. Back in the Minnesota Wild front, uh, have announced that they will not be offering Captain Miku Koivu. Uh, any new contract for next season so basically they're done with Miku Koivu and another older player on the wild that they're looking to move so they become younger and actually be competitive um it's like they've been hearing me bitch 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 and bitching about even though do I care about the wild no but you know whenever you look at their team and you know, wondering why they haven't done anything with a damn pipe and ever in their uh, existence. Uh, you know, especially as of late, it's just because you just don't have the pieces. And there's this too old and there's signing deals that they shouldn't be really signing. Um, which, on the Central Division front, we have to re revisit the uh, Alex Petrangelo ordeal. Uh, first off, sources say, uh, per Darren Drager of TSN Insider, um, also the Athletic. Uh, sources say contract talks between the Blues and the Blues captain Alex Petrangelo have broken off. The team has advised Petrangelo to pursue unrestricted free agency. Um, which also, according to The Athletic, uh, that Alex Petrangelo has ended talks with the Blues uh, as the Blues told the defenseman to pursue free agency. Uh, and uh, it is believed that the Blues' uh, current offer uh, to the Petrangelo is uh, around 7.7 million, uh, an average annual value of that. Doesn't say, it doesn't mean that you know it could be more or less depending on you know how they structure it, but average annual value would be 7.7. 7. 
However, um, Andrew Shirkland of Fox Sports Midwest has uh, noted that uh, apparently uh, those numbers that a lot of people have been tossing around are uh, significantly higher than what has been reported. Uh, and he's been told an offer was made as recent as last night. And uh, to assume that the Blues are disrespecting uh, Alex Petrangelo is unfair. Uh, and the Blues remain hopeful he stays a Blue, which St. Louis as a whole, I'd imagine, would uh, go and say that, yeah, we, we want him to be a Blue and uh, retire, get his, you know, get his trophy, get his number, you know, raised to the rafters and all the fun stuff that comes with being the very first St. Louis Blue to wear the St. Louis Blue to hold the Stanley Cup, you know, um, all in the same motion, um, you know, and also on top of that, uh, Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic uh, also says that he uh, was talking with Alex Petrangelo on the phone. Uh, he believed that he uh, is headed to the market, but he has not ruled out a deal with the Blues. Uh, we an excerpt of that saying we just think right now that maybe it's best for both sides to see what's going on in free agency, what the team can explore. Uh, what I can explore and if there are better fits for either side um so looks like you know like you're, you're seeing that oh you know they're calling it off oh you know maybe you know the numbers that are being thrown around aren't necessarily the numbers that are really actually being thrown around or you know it's just a big old big old mess um but all these conflicting reports, you know, that's kind of how the media works, you know, just to, uh, just to get the clicks, um, which, you know, in an age of where, you know, a lot of people are saying fake news this, fake news that, you know, um, it is kind of hard to really tell what's real, what's not, um, I just hope that we have more clarity soon, which we should, because, uh, free agency opens up on the 9th, so... Uh, we're not too far away from that. Um, which also, according to Sinbin Vegas, to open another can of worms, uh, th- there's on their podcast uh, recently, uh, one of their guys apparently has a source. Apparently, it's a reliable one. Uh, I don't really... I'm going to take it with a, a pinch of salt. A real pinch of salt. Um, and I advise you all to do the same. Um, apparently, Petrangelo is... a uh, if the Blues can't get a deal done, might be eyeing Vegas. And also potentially joining former Blue uh, Paul Stastny on the, uh, the old Vegas Golden Knights team. Uh, which would also be kind of ironic because, uh, you know, who was the, the coach for the, uh, the San Jose Sharks when they uh, got eliminated in uh, 2016? When Paul Stastny was part of the, the Blues also? Uh, one Peter DeBoer. Um... Yeah, that's uh, quite an interesting uh, little tidbit of information. So uh, there's your nugget of information for today. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, Vegas is my number two team. So I mean, if Vegas, you know, if he was to leave, you know, I'm not gonna get you know all salty. I mean, regardless if he leaves, I'm not gonna get too salty because you know it's the business. Now if this was me, you know, back you know when I wasn't really you know analyzing. <clears throat> multiple teams at a time and only caring about one team and only caring about you know what my hometown teams do you know and 
being that fan that gets, you know, all upset and being, you know, like Burns jersey because he left my team because he has to look after himself and his family and all of that and, you know, but, you know, it's a business. You know, if it wasn't a business, then they wouldn't, they wouldn't have it, right? <laughs> Let's be real, because, you know, if, if you're able to make a business playing a children's game, you're going to do it. And you're going to want to get paid for it. And, you know, if this wasn't a business, they wouldn't be getting paid and so on and so forth. But I don't really know what my point about that was, but um, basically saying I'm not really going to, you know, if he leaves, he leaves. I mean, that just allows, you know, a lot of other players to step up. But I'm just saying I would rather him not leave. But, I mean, if he does leave, hopefully it's Vegas. And for those Toronto Maple Leafs fans that are like, oh, yeah, we're going to get Petrangelo. No, you're not. Just get that idea out of your head. We'll talk about it more when they do the Atlantic uh, free agency uh, overview, outlook, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'll say it again then, too. So don't think you're going to get Alex Petrangelo. Just saying. Um, but yeah, and back and on the Vegas front also, um, Jesse, if I can read, Gragner or Gragnery or however, however you pronounce his name, I apologize if I pronounced it wrong, of uh, The Athletic, uh, is revealed that apparently, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is, uh, rumored to have submitted his, uh, list of teams. Uh, as he currently has either a no trade or a modified no trade, uh, and he is unwilling to be traded to uh, yeah to where he yeah he has a modified no trade, uh, so it's comprised of ten teams that he's allowed to move, um, but his cap hit of seven million could you know potentially hinder his tradeability, uh, especially with a frozen cap next year. But when we go into the free agency overviews, we're going to really see that there's a lot of potential openings in goaltender. Uh, a lot of teams don't necessarily have a, a good hold on uh, who they're going to have in between the pipes. So I would keep a good eye on Marc-Andre Fleury and the Golden Knights um, in that camp. But, uh, but yeah, now we're uh, going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk uh, the Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Final and talk uh, Stanley Cup Final as well. Alright everyone, so back to the action here. Uh, we have our stat check. Um, for most goals by a defenseman in a single postseason in NHL history, uh, Victor Hedman this season has broken a broken into the one two three four five six seven nine top nine top ten um of the most goals by a defenseman in a single postseason uh initially only had eight but uh as of game six in that eastern conference final he's now uh has nine and is tied with Bob Orr uh and Brad Park both of Boston Bruins fame 
uh, Bobby Orr achieving that in the 1970 uh, Cup, uh, yeah, uh, postseason, where he went on with the Boston Bruins to beat your 2019 Stanley Cup St. Louis Blues and uh, a four-game sweep for that Stanley Cup and Brad Park in 1978 uh, getting those nine goals. Only two defensemen to beat out Victor Hedman, Bobby Orr, and Brad Park is Brian Leach with the Rangers in 94 uh, and Paul Coffey in Edmonton in 1985 with 12. Um, so getting into the game six of the Eastern Conference final, just to go a quick little recap of how that went down. Um, first period, uh, Devin Tays of the Islanders gets the them on the board. 4-15 first period with a wraparound goal. Uh, and then Victor Hedman, Gets that ninth goal in the po- in the postseason. Um, yeah, in that postseason, uh, at six twenty-eight, the first period tied up. Uh, second period and third period got no goals. A lot of back and forth. Uh, even though the uh, Lightning were absolutely hammering shots. 48 total shots in this game uh, to the Islanders' four, uh, 27, which is why Semyon Valaramov is the second star of the game. Uh, but the first star of the game goes to old uh, Anthony Cirelli with the OT winner uh, to send the Lightning back to the Stanley Cup Final for the first time since 2015, uh, where they lost to the Chicago Blackhawks in six games. Um... Nikita Kucherov uh, is the third star of that game. Uh, since the first star goes to Sorelli and second star goes to Varlamov after a wonderful performance in that. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So the Stanley Cup final is the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, tonight uh, at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, uh, 2.30 my time. Um, so I am probably going to have to... Well, I, I, I think I am going to wake up and watch that game. I yeah, I think I'm going to wake up and uh, watch that game. Uh, I might sleep through games 2 and 3 and then watch game 4. Because uh, I just want to see where they, uh, they start off. See who has the momentum. Uh, starting off in game one and uh, kind of pick up where they uh, where it's really starting to pick up in game four um, and then you know I, I mean this is going to probably go six games so I'll probably watch other than game one t- tonight or in the morning for me uh, all the other even numbered games except for game two uh, and then if it's a game seven, obviously I'm watching game seven. Um, even if it's a, a, even if it's a matchup with people that I don't really you know care for, I still watch it. Um, ever since I really you know taken into uh, watching hockey as much as I do, uh, I have always watched the uh, the Cup final, regardless of who's in it. Um, 
which is also it also helps to have other teams that you root for too so um but yeah, who do i think is going to win this uh this series well a lot of people are going to think oh yeah the, the Tampa bay Tampa bay's got it in lockdown um and before how the dallas stars uh played in this uh offseason so far uh no this postseason so far i probably would agree with you however comma I would warn you to not sleep on the stars because they're scoring, yeah, lay dormant all pretty much all regular season. Especially during round robin, but round robin, you know, just wasn't really for a lot of teams. And on and ironically, all of the teams other than Tampa Bay that, you know, did well in the round robin gone they're gone um uh, to be fair all the other teams that did shitty <laughs> in the round robin except for dallas are gone too so uh, i guess that statistic is nothing really so um toss that out um but yeah uh which regardless um, we will have a Stanley Cup champion by Wednesday, September 30th. Because uh, that's where Game 7 will be on the 30th. Uh, and for whatever reason, Game 1 starts 30 minutes earlier than Games 2 through 7. They all start the exact same time, uh, except for Game 1. Because Game 1 starts at 6.30 Central. Uh, games 2 through 7 starts at 7. And if it goes to Game 5, Game 5... Uh, I probably will watch because it's my birthday on game five. So, um, birthday present for me. Get to watch uh, some hockey and hopefully it's a Dallas Stars win. Uh, and with that said, I, um, I'm rooting for the Dallas Stars to win this. Now, I know you'll be like, wait, wait a second. Isn't Pat Maroon on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning? Isn't he a St. Louis? And don't you want him to win a cup? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying that if Tampa wins, I'm going to get pissed off, all right? Because then, you know, I mean, it's a win-win. Because if Dallas wins, then Ben Bishop gets a ring. And if Tampa wins, then Pat Maroon gets a win. Either way, St. Louis wins. Either way. Because there's a St. Louis that wins it. That, and on top of that, you also have um, John Cooper that used to uh, coach a team those in St. Louis, so says the Bandits, um, who also, ironically, used to coach Pat Maroon on that same team. So, I mean, there's a lot of St. Louis uh, roots in this series, which is what I like. I really like that. Um, but I'm picking the, the stars on the premise of number one. Haven't won a cup since 99. Haven't been cup final since 2000. Also have a bias for 1967 expansion teams, even though by proxy they are not a 1967. Well, by proxy they are a 1967 expansion team because they used to be the North Stars from Minnesota. By proxy, but you know, and then Tampa. I mean, and the reason why I'm not really edging out for Tampa is because they're not. They're expected to win. Dallas isn't expected to win. Dallas is the underdog, and you and I normally would like the root for the underdog. Um, and that's also why I root for my hometown teams instead of being a freaking 
uh, those people that even though you have a hometown team, you go for someone else because they are more successful than your hometown team is. Because there's a, there's a lot of people that do that, um, which sucks. But, you know, it's their lives. They can do whatever the hell they want. You know, I'm just, you know, people have their opinions. But, um, but yeah, I'm picking Dallas to win this. Uh, once again, I'm not gonna pick, I'm not gonna say in how many games. It's either gonna go six or seven. I don't foresee it going any earlier than six. Um, it's gonna be a hot uh, battle. Uh, there's probably gonna be some games that's just gonna be a scoring gallery, and there's probably gonna be some games that it's not gonna be. It's probably gonna be you know. There's it's gonna have its ebb and flows. Um, defensively, great teams. Goaltending, great. Freaking. Uh, Vasilevsky on fire. Um, been doing real good in that. Um, Anton Hudobin absolutely playing out of his goddamn mind. Uh, especially since uh, Bishop's out. But, you know. And also Dallas Stars trying to get uh, Rick Bonus his first uh, Stanley Cup. After being in the league for so long. Hasn't really sniffed uh, the Stanley Cup final really in his uh, his career. And uh, this could be his uh, first, if not only, oh, is his first, I believe. And uh, probably could be his uh, last, depending on if, uh, number one, how long he's the Stars coach. And also if the Stars could ever get back soon. Because the Central Division is a very uh, tough division. And the West is also a very tough conference. Um... Well, as for, as for the Eastern Conference, I want to say it's a little bit more of an easier path. Um, at least for certain teams, it's an easier path because if you do well in the regular season, for if you do reg well in the regular season on the Eastern Conference, you pretty much are set up for success in the playoffs for the most part. And I say for the most part. Well, as for the Western Conference, you could you could be like eighth seed and still make it. Like I want to say it's 2014. It was either 2012 or 2014, or I want to say it was probably even both for the um, the LA Kings when they won their cups were freaking not high in standings, and they won their cups. Freaking National Predators, they didn't win a cup in 2017, but guess what? They were eighth seed, and they uh, went to the Stanley Cup final. Took six games. So, I mean, an admirable, admirable thing. Um... But yeah, I'm picking Dallas to win this um, in six or seven. I'm not going to give a concrete, you know, oh, it's going to be six, oh, it's going to be seven. But also, Dallas Stars fans, I warn you to uh, to not get all upset with me if they don't win because I have it on good authority to believe that every team that I typically root for out here I mean, yeah, I have gotten wins out here, but majorly I lose out here, at least for hockey. So far, football, I'm good, but hockey, I'm uh, I'm probably definitely under 500, uh, which is a shame. But um, but it also it'd be great if the Dallas Stars did win, so then they could prove to myself that I'm it's legitimately not a superstition of location is just merely just because 
the team didn't execute Tim uh, team didn't do this or do that um, instead of in basically removing the whole superstition thing from me because um, I'd rather not be superstitious about anything but but yeah that's the episode and um, just gonna recap once again uh, look for the upcoming episodes to be all free agency based only um, and I'm breaking it up by division uh, I'll be doing the Pacific and the Central well, the Pacific first then the Central then the Metropolitan and then the Atlantic and I'll also make sure to have timestamps for each and every uh, team so then if you guys want to just listen to whenever I'm talking about your particular team I uh, can just go and find that time uh, and just to make it easy on you uh, I'm not going to make you listen through however long that episode is I know it's going to be long um, breaking down contracts stuff like that so uh, and also keep in mind also look forward to uh, an absolute boost in the amount of episodes that come out soon because especially once free agency opens and the off season really begins that's when the news episodes like just come like clockwork because there's a lot of people that gotta be signed and you know it's gotta buckle up for the ride because it's gonna be an interesting time but anyway don't forget to rate and subscribe on your uh, favorite podcasting service um and I'll catch you all in the next one. Thank you very much. And to add one more thing. Go Stars. <laughs>